God. And they had, they had WWE actually emailed me on the Thursday before Royal Rumble, but I didn't get the email because my email wasn't working on my phone for some reason. <laughs> so I, oh, I was just like, I was like, man, if they wanted me for Royal Rumble, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but no, and then I got the email when I got home and then I, you know, I called. What's up, Bengal fans? It's your host, Joey Carney. I want to thank you for clicking on this video. It was an amazing experience and I can't wait for you to see the full interview. Now, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment down below your favorite part at the end of the video. Now, enjoy the show. Let's go, let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Angle Podcast. As always, I am your host, Joey Carney. And with me today, a very special guest. He is a former tag team champion, former national champion, former world champion. And if you thought it was anybody else, I'm sorry about your damn luck. It is the cowboy, James Storm. How are you doing? Welcome to the Good. Angle. How are you doing today, brother? Awesome, man. I appreciate you being on and uh, taking the time to talk. Uh, so just to get off on the right start here, we might as well talk about what's happening in the world today this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, how has it affected your training, uh, your focus? Uh, how has it affected your life? Oh, man, it's, uh, it, you know, it was, it was rough at the beginning. I mean, as a lot of people know, I was actually supposed to have signed with the WWE right after WrestleMania, and then all this stuff happened. So, uh, so it kind of messed that whole, you know, situation up. But it's just one of those things where, you know, you just got to pick yourself up and keep going because, you know, I can sit here and whine and cry about it all I want, but I'm not the only person affected by this, you know. So there's people there's people that got a lot worse than I do. That's how, you know, you know I, I got to look at it. But, uh, you know, there, there's, there's times when you become depressed because you, the, the life that you're so used to is not there anymore. Uh, you, you know, like – I always try to compare it to like a junkie needing a drug. Uh, wrestlers love that adrenaline rush that they get when they're in front of fans, you know, when they're coming out, uh, you know, into an arena and just the noise and, you know, being able to do the cheers and, and everything. And, man, it's just uh, – but it's just one of those things that, you know, hopefully things get back going the way that it should. You know, I, I don't know when, <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But you know, it's just one of those things where you know you just gotta you just gotta find something that keeps you positive every day. And 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 for me right now, it's uh, you know, being able to spend time with my family because I've been on the road for twenty something years. You know, the most I get to see my family is maybe two days at a time or something. Uh, cool. So you know, now getting to see them, you know, six seven months at a time is that's, that's a little <laughs> different story. But uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's just something you know, and, and you know, I've started training a lot better and eating a lot better so and i've gotten in a lot better shape because of the pandemic so you know i, I could thank that for that but uh you know as far as everything else i just take it day by day of course making positives out of you know negative situations is the best way you know to live your uh career is a very interesting one to me because you've been a lot of places and i always like to ask uh, my guest about their sort of origin stories how did you uh, break into the wrestling business. How were you inspired? Where did that inspiration to break into wrestling uh, come from? Uh, I think it came from, you know, my grandfather taking me to uh, the, the Nashville Sports Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. That's where the USWA 
uh, used to perform. And I remember going there and watching, you know, The Undertaker uh, back in the day. Sting used to go through their Ultimate Warrior, uh, you know, and then Jerry Lawler and, and, and all those guys as well. So, uh, and I just remember just seeing how wrapped up my grandfather would get, you know, watching watching this, you know, and then I, I, get, I found myself getting wrapped up in it as well. Uh, and then, you know, I just started just, you know, as I got older, I, I was always watch it with my brothers and stuff. Uh, and, uh, and I remember when, uh, Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior wrestled each other. And, and, uh, my mom was, uh, she was a big Hulk, uh, ultimate warrior fan. And I, you know, I was going for Hulk Hogan. And then when he lost, I just remember being so mad and, uh, my mom like rubbed it in my face. She was like, ha ha ha. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like I'm ten, mom. Leave me alone, you know. But uh, but you know, and it's just one of those things. Like I, I don't think I grew out of it, you know. Like it's just something that I always gravitated towards, uh, you know. And I, I won a state championship in the 152 pound class uh, in my high school, and and then I was I went to college and I lost my scholarship uh, because I started training to be a pro wrestler. I broke my shoulder, and then. Uh, once, once I got my shoulder healed, I just kept, I lost my scholarship and I kept pursuing wrestling and, you know, finally made it. And then I had to do the, you know, the whole indie scene for, you know, a good two, three years, uh, traveling around everywhere, wrestling for, you know, $5. So, and we, we, we put, you know, like seriously, like six, seven people in a, a van and just drive to Jackson, Mississippi. That's about six hours from here and that was my first payday for five dollars <laughs> wow. and actually i still have that five dollars so oh wow <laughs> yeah there's your inspiration right there that's it <laughs> uh you've had a, like i said a legendary career uh most recently with the nwa how did that uh come about how did you get in touch with or did they come to you how did you break into the nwa yeah they uh they were doing a show and uh and they needed someone to wrestle uh, Nick, uh, you know, for the main event. And since I'm, I was pretty close to him, uh, you know, distance-wise, they called me up and Nick asked me if I would do it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I went up there, did good business. And then uh, he told me that they were going to be starting back up the NWA and asked if I would be, you know, willing to come aboard and help out any way I could. And I was like, yeah, just, you know, just let me know what you guys need. And uh, and so it wasn't, it wasn't that much longer afterwards that they would call and, uh, that they called and, you know, I, I started wrestling for them. So. Of course. And, uh, it was there, you won the national championship and then later on became the tag team champions, uh, with Eli Drake. What did it mean to hold those prestigious titles, uh, in your time there? Uh, it, it was, it was really cool. Uh, especially the NWA belts because, you know, I, I've won the NWA TNA tag team belts that they had, you know, back in the day. But you know, to win the like the original NWA belts, uh, it was it was pretty cool. And you know, to win them uh, up against you know the Rock and Roll Express and stuff too. So that was uh, that was pretty a good good little achievement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And speaking of tag teams, I mean, you were with uh, Beer Money with uh, Bobby Roode and, and uh, TNA. Uh, when you guys were there, and you both went on to your singles career. Uh, how did that really stem? Did you guys, did management say we're splitting you guys up? Uh, did you guys say after, you know, after such a long time as tag, uh, as a tag team, where did that whole idea come from where 
beer money was broken up because I enjoyed the beer money run, but I also enjoyed the, your singles run. So I, yeah. I'm trying to get a perspective as where that really uh, all came from. Well, I think it was because uh, they needed the uh, management needed uh, more main event guys because the other main event guys were kind of just moving on and stuff. So they had to start making, you know, main event guys. So they're, you know, they say, well, who better do we go with than James Storm and Bobby Roode, who's been here, you know, and put their time in. And it'd be a good story, uh, you know, with the whole beer money thing as well. So that, that's that's kind of this where that all came. And I just remember them bringing us in, setting, setting us down and saying, hey, do you guys mind splitting up? And me and Bobby was like, no, like we don't mind either way as long as the other guy is not just thrown to the side. And so they're like, they're like, no, we're we're not going to do that. So so that's how that all came about. Of course. And after leaving Fortune, you both went on to win singles uh, world titles, and defeat you defeating uh, Kurt Angle for that title. What did it mean to have the company say, "This is you're going to be our guy. We're behind you." How did what what was that feeling like? You know, I, I didn't even actually know until probably like two hours before show. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They, they didn't even tell me that, you know, they just like, Hey, you're wrestling Kurt tonight. And I was like, okay, well, you know, fine. Sounds good. <laughs> so I was trying to put together this whole long match or whatever. And then I find out that Kurt has like a, a partially torn hamstring that he can't do too much. And, and then they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to put the belt on you too. I was like, I was like, okay. So then I had to come up with like a whole new thing or whatever. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, that, that moment, you know, really meant a lot to me. You know, people can say what they want to say, you know, oh, they're, they're putting a fiction belt on you. You know, it's predetermined all this. But, you know, until you're in that position and you actually have that moment, like that's, a, and, and to me, that moment was, you know, me going to the Nashville fairgrounds and watching it with my grandfather and watching it with my mom and, and being able and sitting down with my dad uh, and, and, and watching it uh, before he passed on. Like, all those moments came, and that's what I was thinking about. You know, like, I wish that those people were here to see me in this moment. Of course, and, you know, culminating with the world title there is one of my favorite runs, I think, with TNA and Impact of all time, James Storm, that whole, you know, successful tag team breaking off and then going into singles success you don't really see it that often anywhere and it's very rare you know, like it's very rare to happen so uh like i said that was one of my favorite runs uh with tna ultimately you left the company um was there any reason why you decided to leave what was the uh what was that ending like it uh, just uh it, it was uh you talking about the last time i left or just you know, oh, just, well, after the world title win, you you ended up leaving. Uh, I think you and Bobby both left. I don't know if it was yeah. on the same time or not, but I yeah, know. no, I I remember I left first, uh, and I just remember it, it it was just so hectic backstage, and yeah. I, it was like a weird transition. Like I didn't know where the company was going or what they were doing with me, and. Uh, and I, I kind of basically just did everything really. And I didn't want to be just kind of just stuck in a rut, you know? And, yeah. and then, uh, so I, you know, I, I talked to Dixie and, uh, and I still had like another year left on my contract and she was willing enough to let me out of it. And so, uh, so, so I left and then, you know, I went down to, uh, NXT for a little bit, did that. And then they, they called me back wanting me to come back and, you know, it's, it's kind of, I always say it's kind of like joining the army. 
Like, you know, like the Army can tell you everything you want to hear, but as soon as you sign on that dotted line, it doesn't matter what they really said, you know. Right. And uh, and I think that's kind of what happened is, you know, I came back to TNA, and, and I talked to Hunter, and, uh, you know, and he, he he's the one that basically told me, he's like, look, he goes, you can't pass up guaranteed money. I, you know, he goes, I can never tell any guy to pass up guaranteed money. And, and that's what it was. And, and so, uh, so I, I resigned and Bobby actually told me like before I resigned, he goes, Hey, just so you know, like I'm probably going to be leaving too. And I said, well, that's, a, that's, that's on you. Like we're, we are our own men, you know, you got to go do what you got to do. I do what I want to do. And, uh, and so of course, like as soon as I resign and come back, do like a little bit of beer money stuff, then Bobby leaves. Uh, and then it was just, I felt like right after that, I got stuck in a rut, you know, like they didn't know what to do with me at all. And I remember like Bobby Lashley getting mad saying, how can they not have you on the show? Like they're paying you money. Like they got to pay you regardless. Like, and he goes, he goes, you can work and you can talk. He goes, I don't know why you, I said, I have no clue either, man, but here I am. So. No, that that's an interesting uh, perspective because from the fans point of view, I remember during that time, uh, T, there was a really hot wave of T, uh, with TNA where it was almost like they were going head to head with WWE. You know, you had all these guys from WWE going over there and you had all the original uh, TNA members like you and, and Bobby and, and a bunch of other people really holding it together, holding the fort up there. And then we saw it start to crumble, like you were, were talking about, where things started to change. And I think the fans noticed that in a way. Um, so when you came into NXT, that was a big that was a big shock, at least for me. I remember watching that episode. I'm like, holy crap, James Storm in, in NXT. Uh, that was, I think, was it one match that you had there? Or was it two? How many uh, matches did you actually have there? I, I, yeah, I had two matches. And then I worked uh, Adam Rose after that first match. So, Got it. Got it. Yeah, no, that was that was really to me a huge moment to see uh, James Storm in NXT, and then ultimately you ended up signing back uh, TNA Impact. But are you uh, right now? I know you've had a current or small kind of run with Impact. You were at a couple of their pay per views recently. Uh, how did that really come about? How, I mean, to see you in the Battle Royal first off, and then to see you at Turning Point with Chris Sabin. I mean, two tag team specialists legendary tag team specials coming together was really really cool it, it was just uh like scott demore uh you, you know messaged me and was like hey uh we're going to be in nashville filming uh just going to see if you happen to be available uh we'd like for you to come in and uh be in this battle royal if, if you know surprise entry or whatever and i was like yeah sure you know whatever you guys need or whatever and we talked about it and agreed on it and then uh you know while i was up there uh they wanted me to come back the next day but i had prior engagement i had to go to do an autograph signing or whatever so and so they put that match they said well uh alex shelley got hurt so yeah. we'd like to if you'd like to come back and see beat tag team with chris saber and i was like yeah you know number one it'd be fun and number two I'll, you know i want to prove to everybody else that you know i can go out there and still go when i need to you know and uh and so it was just one of those things he's like all right cool so i landed at 12 o'clock drove right to the the building got dressed and you know performed so and uh you know did, did what was asked of me wow and now I, I don't know if you're able to talk about it but are you currently signed with impact or is that just a one-off kind of thing or yeah no i'm 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 currently still a free agent i didn't you know we, we we never did discuss like 
you know, contracts or anything like that. It was, it was me just going in and, and helping out when they needed help and, you know, doing what I could to help them out. Of course. Now we saw, or recently we were seeing the NWA kind of merge with uh, and create primetime live, uh, which is where you and Eli uh, dropped the tag team titles, the NWA tag team titles. Uh, what is the current state? If you can t- say anything, because fans are kind of in limbo with it. What's the current state, or at least what you know, uh, with NWA because they said it was coming back and then there was people saying it was canceled uh, and we see other people from the company going elsewhere uh, so kind of what's your stance with the company where do they where do they stand I tell you the truth like I have no idea I yeah. always try to you know keep my nose as clean as possible especially <laughs> when it comes to the you know the business side of it unless I'm on the business side of it you know that I always tell people like I didn't sign up to be the director I signed up to be the actor you know, and so I, I, I just go in now and just do my job and I'll let them worry about that, you know, but, uh, and, and I always told Billy, you know, whatever, if you ever need me, you got my number, just let me know. Of course. And, uh, I know at the beginning of our interview, you you talked a little bit about, uh, potentially being signed by WWE that was supposed to happen after WrestleMania. If you can elaborate on that story a little bit, cause I read the headline when it first came out and I was I was blown away because I didn't expect it. Uh, and I was excited about it because of that first thing with uh, NXT. So to see James Storm in the same, uh, you know, headline as WWE, that's pretty big for wrestling, wrestling fans. Yeah, it was, uh, it, yeah. Well, it, it was because it, it all went down at the end of January. Is like when we all talked and stuff and, you know, was keeping it quiet, you know, so it would be a surprise, you know, and yeah, yeah. I always, I, I said, I blame that damn Ryan Sutton and he's, <laughs> he's like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> detective, you know, I'm like, I'm like, if it wasn't for you and stay, you know, uh, but, uh, but no, uh, and, and Ryan was like, look, I just want to get it out on your terms before somebody else gets it out. And so, you know, that's the whole reason. And uh, that's cool of him to do that. And, uh, but it, it was one of the things where, Paul wanted to bring me in to, to help out these younger guys, you know, to especially maybe like promos and make them more believable. And, and I always tell people like, you can tell somebody how to wrestle, but until they get in the ring with someone who knows how to tell a story and wrestle on TV, you know, it might not click with them by somebody just telling them. And and that's what I was going to be brought in for. Well, that's what they said, you know, in the beginning, he goes, but he goes with you, he goes, you know, we don't really have to worry about you because I'm, we're sure that you'll get over, you know, no matter what. And, and that's, you know, I said, look, whatever you guys need, you know, it, it pays the same. So <laughs> put me in coach. Of course, and, of course. And, and then it was, uh, you know, all I had to do left was just take my drug test. Everything was signed, contract was signed and everything. But then I seen, you know, they started releasing all these different guys and stuff. And, you know, I just knew that, you know, my contract was going to be in that mix somewhere. So it is what it is. It's business. <laughs> what did they end up telling you that it's just not going to happen right now? Or did they keep their word? Is there, is there some, is there any hope that you're going to be there uh, whenever this thing is over? I, you know, I, I have no idea. Uh, all it is, is just, it was just one of the things where they just said, you know, at, at the moment, you know, with, with everything going on, they can't, you know, move forward with the contract. So, but you never know, it could be revisited some sometime during the, you know, down the line. Of course, and that kind of stemming and then the whole thing happening with NWA and everything just kind of trickling down. And then you see the headline that Paul Heyman is is no longer 
in charge of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, when I saw that, then yeah. I knew my contract was really in trouble. <laughs> yeah, what was that initial reaction? I mean, you being told that you're going to be, you know, on Monday Night Raw, which is the biggest brand in professional wrestling, and then having this pandemic hit, and then seeing the guy that, you know, you had spoken to originally, you know, kind of transition to a different position. How, how do you... How's, what's that mindset like? <laughs> Am I able to cuss on this? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> this, this was, this was. As soon as I read it, I'm looking at my phone like this. I went, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I went, "Babe, I'm gonna need more beer." <laughs> that, that's, that, was, that was my exact. Uh, you know, I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Like that. You know. All these years, I've been telling people, sorry about your damn luck. Now I'm sitting there going, I need to be saying this shit to myself. Like, of course. I would say it worked so hard to get to that point, and then the end of the world comes, you know? Of course, no. I mean, but there is hope. He still is there, so he's still got some pull, obviously, but he's on SmackDown now. Right. Uh, but I'm sure that there, there's – it's going to happen. I, I mean, it's inevitable. We've seen so many other people uh, – legendary figures be brought in there's no way that james storm is not going to be in the wwe i can't see it not happening i mean you had that that kind of tease in nxt uh but the timing was off you know you had, yeah. you had the you know better money in, with impact and different things but now i mean the world is changing where if you were to be in wwe or get there do you have a preference as to if you would prefer to be in nxt uh with the younger guys or on Raw or SmackDown, kind of a mainstay. What, what would be a preference? Where do you see yourself being positioned there? Uh, you, you know, I would, you know, as you said, like I would prefer to be on, you know, Raw or SmackDown for storytelling wise. You know, to me, that's those are the storytelling brands. Whereas NXT, that's the, you know, that's the guys that are going out there and, and giving it you know, a hundred pitch percent, a hundred miles an hour, you know, like, you know, they're still, they're telling stories, but man, you know, but if I, I always say, if I wanted to go out and prove myself, it would definitely be with NXT because those guys, man, they, I mean, they, they're delivering all the time, you Not know, and, yep. and I know a lot of those guys too. And, and it just seems that Hunter gives those guys more freedom uh, yeah. to, to kind of go do. Cause I know when I was there, man, he was just hands on and just like, you know, working with the guys and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to see. So. Of course. And I think from the, the fans perspective, that is exactly what you're saying is true because now everything is online. The fans, you know, they're a part of the process sort of say, uh, cause they know everything now. I mean, not as much as they think, but. That's why I was so surprised that it hadn't leaked from, you know, the beginning of February till, you know, like, middle of September that I signed with them, you know, I was just like, I was like, I cannot believe that this hasn't gotten out so much. Cause I only told like four people, like only four people knew. So. <laughs> so when did you actually end up uh, parting ways with NWA? Uh, I, actually it was right after uh, the Royal, cause we had a, a pay-per-view and a TV taping on the Royal Rumble weekend. Got it. And they had, they had, WWE actually emailed me on the Thursday before Royal Rumble, but I didn't get the email because my email wasn't working on my phone for some reason. So I, <laughs> oh, I was just like, I was like, man, if they wanted me for Royal Rumble, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but no. And then I got the email when I got home, and then I, you know, I called uh, 
Dave Lagana and Billy and talk to them and and uh, because I still had like a you know like a rollover clause in you know at the beginning of February in my contract and they were like look as long as you can give us one date to drop the the belts you know and I was going to do that WrestleMania weekend you know when they do all the shows you know and I was like yeah that's you know I, I'll do the right business whatever you guys need just let me know uh, and then uh, and it was just to me, I it was cool for them to because they told me like no, like this was actually this was our goal is to get you there. Like you belong on you know not saying that NWA is not a big state, but you belong on the bigger stage. You, you know wow. that's where that's where you belong. And so that, I always thought that was really cool of Billy and Dave. That's good business too. I mean, yeah, see that often. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So. uh like I said, it's inevitable that you'll end up in WWE. Uh, when you do get there, do you see yourself uh, with a singles run? Do you see yourself reforming a tag team if you're on the same show as Bobby? I mean, I know that you said before that it'd be cool, you know, to reform beer money there on Raw or SmackDown. But what is the uh, where do you, where do you do you see that happening? I mean, it's kind you know, of uh, I, to, to me, I, I think if I was to go in there, like I would want to go in there as myself first and prove, pr you know, I, just as I say, Vince gives people opportunities. And what you do with that opportunity is up to you. And like, that's all I would need is that opportunity to show that, hey, I can I can do this on my own. You know, like, you know, I can go out there and I can deliver and I can get over and, you know, whatever is asking me and I can give you believable promos, you know. Like you, like you write whatever you want to write, and I'll, you know, I'll make it sound like it's mine, you know. And, and I think that's a disconnect with a lot of the guys is, even though they're giving written promos, yep. they're they're not connecting with that character for some reason. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that a lot more today, uh, especially like I said, all the fans they're online, everything's on social media. They know, they get more of a grasp than they used to of what's going on backstage. So they're learning more of the terms and they're learning more of the, uh, the way the business works backstage. So right. that's why a lot of it is all, you know, it's really hard, like what you, what you did to keep it quiet for so long. And now, you know, with these fans. So it's, it's kind of crazy to see, you know, where today the fans are, uh, where their stance is sort of say in wrestling. But I have to do, ask because I've seen this, I've read it before. I don't know if it's true. Uh, when you were first in NXT, uh, whatever the plans were, uh, they made a theme song, and apparently it was for you first, or it was for AJ, or something like that. Was that was that true? Yeah, yeah. They they because they gave me some music, and then Hunter said, "We'll just use this for tonight," and then uh, and then I have the team. He goes, "Give me kind of something that you like, and we'll make something off of it." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, so. So then they sent that to me and everything, and they were going to put "Sorry about your damn luck" at the beginning yeah. of it, and uh, and I was like, "All right, yep, that's that's it," you know, and uh, and then just it, like the the real reason I didn't sign really it was because of the family situation because my wife was trying to have well, we wanted to have another child, and but she had to do the shots and stuff or whatever, so I had to be home more. And Hunter, he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, we're actually gonna be running like between 110, 120 shows next year and i was like man like i just i can't do that you know with my wife wanting to have another kid and stuff and, and that's when he told me he goes look if i was in your position i'd take the guaranteed money so and, and like i said it, it was it was it, yes it was good money and more money but 
that's not what I was looking at with the more money. I was just, like I said, I was looking at the opportunity because if you get in good with WWE and, and you do right and like you get over, you can make a boatload of money, you know, off, off merchandise and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Um, back kind of back to the WWE I know we're talking about this a lot. Uh, if you were to go there uh, and you ultimately get into uh, a reform beer money, sort of say with Bobby, what would what is your uh, what would be your version of beer money? What, what do you what would you see it as today? Um, being so many years away uh, from the, from the tag team coming together, what would be what would be your version of it today? How do you what, see what, it? What do you mean as your version? Uh, like how how would you describe it today? Oh, I mean, updated version. I'd probably say a better budget. <laughs> 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 yeah, it'd be a better budget beer money uh, because I mean, me and Bobby, like we were just throwing stuff together, like you know. But now we can probably put more uh, elaborate stuff into it or whatever that that we would want. But I think that actually is what kind of made uh, beer money. Beer money is that, that I would do so much like makeshift stuff or whatever, like, you know, make a sign with a drawing that had me and Bobby like stick figure saying beer money, you know, dressing room <laughs> here or whatever, you know? And uh, so, you know, and uh, to me, I don't think there would be that much of a difference. I, I don't think there should be that much difference because yeah. I think that we could still relate to, you know, a newer generation or the WWE audience, uh, you know, as we did with the impact, you know, because no matter where I go, even like, no matter where I go, like I, I hear beer money all the time, you know. And uh, if that was to happen today, I mean, we look, we see on Raw today, the tag team division is is, is lacking, a better term. It's lacking. Uh, do you think that beer money would be the top team on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know if we'd be a top team. We'd be one of the top merchandise sellers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, – uh, because we made we made TNA like a million dollars in one year, uh, just off beer money merchandise. So, uh, so I, I could only imagine like with the WWE machine behind it or whatever. But you know, like it is, that's that's hearsay. So we, we never know until maybe it happens. So, of course, I definitely I definitely see it happening uh, as a wrestling fan, but also being sort of involved with the business today. In my eyes, what I see it as is when uh, DX reformed, I think, in 06, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels kind of had that interaction in the ring where they were enemies, and then they came together. I think that would right. be you know, really – that's kind of what I see for you and Bobby as, as reforming beer money, uh, sort of say. It would be like a huge pop. Definitely has to be in front of a live crowd. That, right. That is yeah. from Stern. <laughs> well, um, and I, I think that was the whole thing with me returning and signing with WWE is that they wanted it to be in front of a live crowd. And then, you know, they don't know when a live crowd's ever going to be back in. So. Of course. Is there uh, one specific superstar uh, across the board, any company that you could say is your, is your dream opponent is your top uh, on your wish list, sort of say for opponents? Uh, you know, if I had to choose one, it would have been, or two, it would have been Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. Like, I wish I could have, like, worked – I mean, not Shawn Michaels, but uh, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. Like, I, like, even though I got to hang around Mr. Perfect and he helped me a lot backstage, like, I just wish I could have been in the 
the ring with him. He's just, I always say that he's one of those guys that was before his time, just like watching him bump around and all this stuff. But as far as today, like, you know, even though he says he don't know who I am, uh, <laughs> you know, like Randy Orton, like to me, both of us are storytelling guys instead yeah. of like move guys. You know, you got, that's what I always say. You got storytelling guys and you got move guys. And I think if you get two storytelling guys together and give them some time, like there's nothing better, you know, than that. Of course. So what in your, I know it's, it's difficult to tell right now with everything that's going on. What do you see as being next, the next step uh, for the Cowboy James Storm? Man, like I said, I get to ask that question a lot. Uh, I, like I said, I, I truly don't know. You don't know till the phone rings or, you know, you get an email or you send an email out. You know, it's, and with how the world's going today, hell, I don't even know if the world's going to be turning tomorrow, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, like I tell everybody, just take one day at a time and, you know, pray. <laughs> of course, of course. Is there any upcoming dates that you have with any company that we can expect to see you soon? Uh, I was supposed to have done one uh, for some pay-per-view, but uh, it got canceled as well. So uh, not till the beginning of the year. Like I'm, I'm trying to take the next uh, month and a half off just to get myself in like the best shape that I can. Uh, so probably the next time you see me, like, you know, I don't want to say I'm going to try to look like Batista, but I'll be kind of close. <laughs> I do actually have to have to comment on that because when I first saw – when you first – the last time I saw you in NXT was the first time, obviously. Uh, but when I saw your recent return to Impact, I was like, damn, this guy's in phenomenal shape. I mean, I, I don't think that we've ever seen a James Storm like this. I mean, Jack, man. <laughs> Look yeah, at well, the funny thing is, is, like when I went down to NXT and I got done – uh, I got to the back and uh, Steven Regal and Triple H just came up to me and said, hey, we want to sign you, but we need you to tighten up a little bit. And I said, no problem. So the next time I went down there and I had my second match, I actually lost 20 pounds. Wow. Like, and they were just like, wow. I was like, yeah. I was like, motivation. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a killer. Like, you know, wow. like if you got something motivating you, then, you know, you, you'll do it. So, Of course. No, it's – that's – hundred percent true. Um, I like to end my interviews uh, with the same question every time. And cause I always like to hear the, the answer when you think about your life uh, when you go to sleep at night or when you wake up in the morning, whichever before anything hits your mind, before you realize who you are, what are those things that come to mind first as to how you want to be remembered uh, in general, I guess. Uh I always tell everybody that uh, I always want to be remembered as that friend that you can call. And I don't worry about what's in it for me. I'm just like, well, where are you at? So that's, that's, I always say, get your friend. Don't worry about what's in it for them, but they just want to know where you're at. So, of course. Of course. And is there any last words you have to uh, the fans listening uh, around the world? Any James Storm fans that are ready to see what's next for the Cowboy? Yeah, you know, just stay tuned and, uh, you know, you can go to uh, – I started a new clothing line and stuff. All my merch is on lastcalloutlaw.com. Follow me on James Storm Brand, Twitter, and Instagram. I don't have a Facebook, so if <laughs> – I've had people like, well, I follow you on Facebook. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a Facebook. They're like, you sure? I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't have one. But, uh, you know, and, and like I said, you know, hopefully 2020, uh, 2021, uh, 
turn around and we can start, uh, you know, having some kind of normalcy, go back to this world. And uh, hopefully, you know, you never know. Hopefully uh, I'll, I'll be on Raw or SmackDown. So we'll see. Of course, man. I want to thank you uh, for taking the time to talk and chat wrestling and your life and everything in between. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what's happening next. I know we have a lot going on in the world, uh, but James Storm is going to make a huge impact, I think, in uh, 2021. Wherever I see what you, you are. did there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are, uh, because you bring success anywhere you go. So that's, that's inevitable to see. And uh, I just appreciate you taking the time to talk. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks, man. Let's go, let's go!